So we're welcoming in 2020 um, with our Capital EA After Five podcast and I have the wonderful Belinda Barnier here with me tonight to share a journey, uh, a lifetime of experiences and lots of beautiful insights that she's been working with us as EAs uh, for the past three years or so now and um, I am nothing but more than pleased to have you here tonight, Ben. And I'd love for you to be able to welcome yourself and give our followers some information about you and uh, your background to start with. Well, Ursula, I'm so thrilled to be here and to be in 2020. I actually have goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) It's a new year and um, new year, new day, new minute, new second, new conversation. And look, every day we have opportunities for new conversations and new learning. And... um, I am such a strong believer in the fact that if you're going to keep dragging the past along with you, um, it's going to become a burden, it's going to become bigger and heavier, and there's going to be nothing, no room for anything new, and and you're going to taint it, taint it with that attitude and that disappointment and the shoulda, woulda, coulda, and I'll tell you what, if you're doing shoulda, woulda, coulda, please tear that page out. That's so true, I know, we need to just see it as a fresh year, fresh decade. And I've had my saying actually right from the beginning, the old the old Lang sign. See, I've, I've even put it in my notebook here because I, um, I, I, I picked it up, you know, the wording of old Lang sign. I just love the traditional value of starting again and gone is that year and now we're, we're, we're beginning fresh again. And I, I think there's something so wonderful about a new decade. So, yeah, so lovely. So tell, tell our followers a little bit about your background in particular. Oh, and, wow. I know you're, you're I'm a, a constitution. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, look, I'm a people person. As I said to someone the other day, I would be really happy if I just walked down the Isle of Woolies or down the footpath or turned up and there was somebody else to talk to. Um, <laughs> it's For me, that's fulfilment. Um, and actually, yesterday was an incredible day. I was walking out of... Um, which is for some people could be very confronting. I came out of an appointment with my oncologist mm-hmm. and as I was in the foyer, my son just stepped back and I could tell he was watching, but there was this beautiful dear woman who was well in her 80s or 90s in a wheelchair holding a little little handbag and she was waiting to be picked up and I thought, you look so vulnerable and I just walked up and popped my hand on her shoulder and said, hello are you okay? Is there someone to pick you up? And she said, thank you. And you could just see the light in her eyes. Mm. From being fearful, from being fearful. Fearful is is not a nice place. But Mm. if you can connect with somebody, you can halve that very quickly and change the flavour of it and the whole experience. And it's not a matter of being generous. I can honestly say to you, I get what I give in absolute <laughs> yeah. reciprocal. Yeah, yeah, don't we all? Yeah. And it is a nice way to think, you know. You put out, you put what you want back, don't you? You yeah. know. And it's like wearing a certain type of glasses. I mean, you can look out the window and it can look really gloomy, but then you can turn around and say, "Oh my gosh, there's a little flower sprouting over there," and your whole perspective can change. And even yesterday, um, I was walking out of Woolies and I was a bit tired because I've only recently come out of hospital and there was a a very dignified young man there with a cap uh, wanting some donations. He's obviously down on his luck. Um, But he had a clean shirt on and he was sitting upright on his little stool. I said, okay, mate, what's going on with you? He said, I'm recently out of prison and I'm on the waiting list for um, uh, Homeless First or whatever the local... um, 
facility is here. He says, um, but no, I'm, I'm getting there. I said, look, mate, do you want, I had a pack of chips. It's my hip waistline didn't want. I said, would you like a pack of chips? Sometimes I offer money, sometimes I don't, mm. but I offer what I want to offer, mm. what's convenient. I said, so what's going on with you? And he said, oh, it's a bit of a long story. Someone told a lie and I said, guess what? You'll always find someone will tell a lie or not tell it the way you think. The way you take that on and how you move forward from here is going to be your opportunity. And I want to congratulate you because the way you're sitting, your body language, mm. the pride, I said, I'm proud to be talking with you. You have a great day. He, We had a conversation that I had had a recent illness. Mm. And um, we were, I said, you made my day, mate. It was great to talk to you. And I bet you made his day too. Yeah, we did. How we're many people beings. really talk, you know, and stop and listen and have yeah, a conversation? Yeah. But you're right. It comes back to that human beings and human condition and how we go about our days. And I think... You know, what we've enjoyed been particularly working with you with our executive assistants is just that message of survival and not giving up and being able to change things if you're not happy with things and don't be fearful and grab life and just run with it, you know. And I think there's so much in that. How did you come about, you know, where did that come from in your life and what were you doing to... Look, every single one of us has skeletons in the closet and nobody's a bigger or better than anybody else's because we all get chinks out of us and we all get um, scars. And actually, I've got a beautiful scar on my right yeah, arm here. And um, at one time, somebody said to me, no, actually, that's called doing life. And I, rather than being a bit vain about it, he said, no, you know, there's a story with that. And I wear my scars with pride but not as a victim. Mm. And I that was a life experience coming off as a horse as a 12-year-old. But... You know, I could take it one way or the other. And the point is, do you really want to be a sad sack? I mean, you're not fun to be around. And I really feel very sorry for people that have that that bite in the way they speak or the attitude or just the eyes. Negativity. Because mm-hmm. I, I really believe that they, they they might be spitting it out forward, but I, I really believe that they're getting, giving it back to themselves at two and four mm-hmm. times. And I just see the suffering... And I can't make them stop, but I really honestly believe they're suffering twice as much as what they're putting out. If only they could step out of their own body and get that, you know, on high look and say, you know, what happened to you? You were once a cute kid in the playground playing in the sandpit. This is how you turned out. Yeah. Give it up. It's, yeah. And it becomes, a, a, a in the old days, we used to say a groove in the record, an overworn track. It's a habit. It's a behaviour. Or... It's the behaviour that you get rewarded with by the response of, of other people right. around you. Yes, yeah, that's so true. So people do what yeah. they know. Mm. They know what they can survive, even if it's not attractive, yeah. or they do what they can get away with. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and if we're in the position, let's say, in the position of an EA and you're not being spoken to in a respectful way... Mm. I'm learning very quickly, and I wrote this quite down the other day, I'll just go and find it, is that there are two things, and I find this a bit of a head squeeze sometimes. We teach people how to treat us by what we accept, our lack of boundaries and our lack of clarity. So Mm. I came up with this quote. So I'm 57 years of age, and I'll tell you what, kiddo, I learn every day. Mm. So this is what I found the other day. It needs punctuation, but it's certainly worth thinking about. I have learned 
that communication can be simple or a total stuff up. Keep it simple. Communicate directly with the intent that you want, with the direct recipient. Do not rely on intermediaries or assume that the intent has been delivered and understood as you want it to be heard. Mm. So often, particularly as women, we say things in a nice way or we think it's possibly a bit caustic or a bit harsh or a bit judgmental. Okay, don't say it. Go away and think about it. Mm. But keep it simple. And I have learned a very hard lesson through family members um, and not living in the same town as family members that I adore, where I will tell in a very loving and enthusiastic way with passion about what I'm excited about and realise that no one else in the family knows what's going on in my life. Yeah, right, yeah. I wasn't communicating mm. with the family. I was communicating with one person mm. that loves me dearly, mm. but I was leaving the responsibility of that communication or the understanding of that communication with that person. Mm. Now, they may not have understood it. Mm. They may not have wanted to have communicated it. Or maybe they weren't even listening. Yeah. But the ultimate responsibility for how someone receives that message is up to me. Yeah. And you learn that one the hard way. Mm. Unfortunately, I've got lots of bruises <laughs> <laughs> and lots of scars, but for some reason I've got this just get up and polish yourself off. Keep moving. Get going. Because mm. the alternative is not pleasant. Mm. And we're here for a definitive amount of time and mm. we don't know how long that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did you find though that do you find you know I know that you're a, you're a reader an yeah. avid reader yeah and you've got a series of wonderful um, books that you have shown us in the past as well and you've also tapped into people like Brene Brown and vulnerability and mm. um, things like that which have helped have you f- found you've taken on any um, belief systems now over the years to, to your own belief system or whether it's someone a Buddhism or any yeah, or any other yeah. spiritual type beliefs I embrace a lot um, right. and I think if you can't be vulnerable you're not being real mm. I don't mean a bleeding heart you need to find people that you can trust and I've got this bit of a saying don't set yourself up to fail so you're not going to go to the head of the department saying, hello, I feel vulnerable, I don't feel great today. You may find someone who works in the sandwich shop around the corner that you've got an affinity with or you're someone you can go for a walk with and say, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on, but, boy, am I rattled today. And the point is this: it's possibly nothing more than you've missed a couple of good nights sleep you're worried about a couple of bills or a couple of things that you've overspent on. Mm. You're worried about the attitude of a family member. Mate, you put two or three or four of those together and you go splat. Mm. Take two of those away, as in have two early nights, have a good bath, go and splurge on a massage and break the bill, call the person that you owe the money to and say, look, I don't have that 1200 bucks, but I could pay you off over the next six months $200 a month. Would that be all right with you? 
Mm. And they might say, actually, I need 300. You go, great, we've got a deal. And yeah. look, that he makes it go away. Yeah. Not talking about it and not sharing it, honestly, is like putting fertiliser on it. Yeah, that's a very interesting concept. And it's so true because we all have those those moments in life where we panic over certain things and it can be just two or three things. I know I'm guilty myself yeah. as an EA that I'll think to myself, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I've got so much to do. I remove 10% or do two or three things from my task list. I, think, oh, I feel so much better. Yeah. Oh, gee, I only yeah. did three things. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to be you're... really cheeky. And I, and I picked somebody up on this yesterday. So you use the word, I feel so guilty. Okay? Yeah. Guilty people are people who have broken a law and are going to go to jail or they're going to suffer a penalty. If you haven't cleaned up that in-tray yeah. or you didn't do, do those last five emails for the day, I don't think that anything's really going to happen. And as an mm. EA, or let's be real, as a human being, mm. we all know it's, it's not a throwaway line. Mm. The list will never be empty, mm. but it's got to be a matter of priorities. So I have realised running around... It's been said, busyness is not effectiveness. Busyness is not professional. Mm. It's about being effective. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I've made myself very unpopular over the years and I don't give a damn. Mm. I am not a seat warmer. Mm. I do not sit in a chair from nine to five. I'm a people person. I'm a connector. I refer people on and I work to my strengths. Mm. If anybody saw me sitting watching the clock and said, oh, wow, five, 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 I can now, you know, or whatever. I've never had flex. I've never kept a timesheet mm. until recently. And I went, oh, my God, save me from yeah. this hell. <laughs> That's like prison to me. Mm. I Like, if, if you're mature enough to be able to pay your rent, pay your rent job on your car, Get dressed and go to work. Mm. Do you really need a boss? Mm. You're the boss of you. Yeah. Be responsible to you. Write your to-do list. Share it with someone saying, what do you think? What do we drop off the list? But busyness is not an achievement. It's it's a slippery slope. Mm. It's interesting. I know because I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know, I know what you're saying, you know, and it's interesting because we've been working with some What's come to fruition is we've been working with some businesses that have told us about their work culture. And I've been blown away, just a few, not many, but talking about how they want to respect their staff as individuals with their own lives. And as long as they're getting their job done, we don't care how they go about doing it. And I just thought it was so refreshing, you know, in terms of they can come to work at different hours of the day if they've got families and things like that. They're providing flexibility to those that really need it, you know. It's just that way of living, and there's a few law firms and a, another big um, cyber data um, organisation that I just have been like, wow, and thinking, well, we can recruit some fantastic EAs into these organisations with this kind of work culture. So doing it the opposite way, and people, you know, micromanaging and hounding you like that, must feel like the worst environment, and also generate such an awful work culture so well the point is i call it respect yeah i mean why are you there are you there as a seat warmer or are you there to contribute and yeah, if, it is. and and when we get down to the tin tax office of it all we all know the rent has to be paid for the building you know the it systems have to be paid for there is a real cost of going to work mm. for your employer when I, mean, I think the old number used to be you need to be able to generate three times 
whatever your wage is. Look, they're all numbers that have been yeah, thrown yeah, around. Yeah, but yeah. you genuinely need to create your of your value. Yeah. And if you don't see it, you can't expect anyone else to. No. Um, and it's trust as well. Oh, oh mate, trust. can I tell you what? Yeah, it's oh, look, look, people used to talk about trust. Trust is everything. Mm. Um, and, it, and, and the ability to say, God, I stuffed up. What do we do now? And do it fast. Yeah. Because... I, it really annoys me a bit when I hear people say, oh, you know, if you're not stuffing up enough, you're not trying, you're not being daring enough. Well, I don't pride myself on stuffing up. But, like, somebody recently said to me, oh, Ben, do you realise you, you started that event 10 minutes too early? Well, it was the first time I'd ever run the event. I'd been told last year it ran late and that caused a problem. And I'm going, if anyone really knows Ben Barnia, until recently <laughs> she was never known for being early. So yeah. if you ever told anyone for a start, they'd never believe you. And I'm going, you know, what difference does 10 minutes make? <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I and somebody's trying to make an things. issue out of it. Yeah. Like yeah. 10 minutes in between impact and a car accident might make a difference, yeah. but not with far as sort of starting an event. Like, yeah, yeah. like did you miss the photo? Or? I know. Some, <laughs> some of us get hung up on that sort of thing, you yeah. know, and you just th- at the end of the day... You know, it's nothing. Like, why are we hung up on that sort of thing? And it's about letting go of that. It's a condition as well. We've been conditioned in some ways Mm. over years to think that way. But, you know, how do you change your thought mechanism? How do you recondition yourself? You know, because some people, they're going to be like that for the rest of their life been. Well, you know? I've actually had some amazing experiences. Number one, I, I was trained as a hospital-trained nurse and from day one I was chucked in the vascular ward with amputations and burns and really big stuff to do with without any support network. There was no debriefing, there was no EAP. You go back mm. to 80s and 90s, there was no such thing. Um, and um, if you took a day off, you had to make that up at the end of your training. I mean, that was just it. Wow. Um and you caught everything because <laughs> everybody came through the hospital. Yeah. But then I worked in the arts as well, and that was amazing. I was, and I knew nothing about the arts. I just knew people like to have a good time. They like to have a drink, and they don't want to look stupid. <laughs> so look, I've worked with the Bolshoi, the Australian Ballet, Norman Gunston, Jackie Weaver, and all of them. And do you know what? One thing I can guarantee you: every single event I ran, what. Well. Something happened that wasn't expected. Yeah, exactly. And do you know exactly. what? That's called yeah. life. I said to yeah. someone this week, actually, she said, I want some certainty about something. And I said, do you know what? Pardon, I'm going to say something. I think this bullshit. There is no such thing as certainty except maybe some gravity stuff. That yeah. I think Isaac Newton said did something with an apple. <laughs> and we're going to die. And yes, we're supposed to pay taxes. And the sun's going to come up and go down. And we think, we think if you can see it with all this smoke. But mm. really, certainty is actually... If you're looking for certainty, you're actually on very wobbly ground. Yeah. Because it doesn't exist. And mm. so we'll share with listeners, I was given a, a, a an out-of-the-blue cancer diagnosis in uh, late November, and um, I feel as if I've won the lottery. Mm. Because if I hadn't been in close communication with a dear friend who happened to be having a test and I went as well, um, we possibly may not be having this discussion today. So we have to be connected, we have to be responsible for our own health and well-being and keep asking questions. Yeah, it's really insightful. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, we touched on it before we started recording um, 
tonight too, Ben, that, you know, having that friend and having that person next to you and that person just saying, look, why don't you just come and do this with me? We've got an opening, you know. Um, how those old saying, the sliding doors, that moment, that moment of fate, and you, you actually said, look, if I had been in a full-time job, you pointed at me, you know, yeah, I would have missed my appointment. And yep. so, you know, I know you've got an upcoming um, gathering for, for um, you know, for, for raising funds. Yes, I do. And, uh, you know, just it just resonated with me because we are so busy and we are stuck at our desk so often. And, you know, what's what kind of... What kind of? How can we push more? My message going is: in? if you, you if if you if you're busy, you'll miss your life. Yeah, you will miss your it's life. As simple as that. And um, I was in hospital last week for five days, unexpected. So here's the thing: so you know, you go into surgery, and you think you know, within six weeks they want to start chemo. Good news, everybody: the nodes are clear; they've got it all. So mm. chemo's just a, a whack in the yeah. <laughs> whack the door closed. But yeah. um, the only certainty is I'm going to be losing my hair, and thank God my daughter tattooed my eyebrows because <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty vain. So I think it'll... you've got a nice shaped head too. Though. <laughs> it'll be about like... the earrings. <laughs> lipstick in the eyebrows <laughs> for a few months but um i'll tell you what there is nothing more beautiful than coming home and being able to play your music up loud mm. and you know how sometimes say oh, i'm bored i've got nothing to do what's happening now do you know what to watch the grass grow yeah and put your own coffee on and cook get your own breakfast rather than hospital food mate give me anything else yeah, um and sleep in your own bed it really is. A, we all need the I, the wake up. We mm. really do. And um, I'm privileged mm. um, to have had a prompt surgeon, a great oncologist. Uh, there's a few things I've changed, but that's what I do. Yeah. Um, but it's my the, thing is about educating women now because only 54% of women are having their breast screens. Mm. And if they hadn't picked mine up, mine had grown 50% in two weeks. Oh, and I'm a regular mm. attender. So... Mm. Um, if I'd been too busy, though, yeah. could you imagine what another three months would be? Well, like you say, you may not be here today, yep, you know, absolutely. which is just so scary mm, to mm. think that this, you know, could have happened. Mm. Been so I don't, I don't put my best foot forward now. I put my best boob forward. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And but, how and lucky we are for you to be yeah. here and to also start raising the voice of, mm. you know, people, busy women busy women yeah. i know that there's it's, there's it's not a trophy to win no it's, it's really no, not it's not um so we you know talking about um you know your tribe and your people you know mm. and i think that's and it's a bit like your community you know and i know that they've they've helped you yeah in your very life. much so um yeah. how do you find the right people in your tribe how did you go about doing that it's trial and error mm. and you'll find that people come into your life and out of your life and don't mourn it too much. People are in your life for a season. Um, you're both going to learn from each other. Um, and then you'll get the, the, the amazing ones that will turn up and um, just sit with you when you're trying to fall asleep that will mm. bring in the mango into hospital. Um, mm. And I've got a couple of very special friends, you know, Angela, who I've known since I started nursing, Gabby, who I knew since I was 12, who drove all the way from Sydney the day I was to be operated on. She's an anaesthetics nurse. And she even wrote on my arm the anaesthetic she thought I should have so I would wake up fresh. Oh, oh to, my like, to have people with those skills. And I did. I went down. I felt so cheeky. I said to the anaesthetist, I said, my friend said, he said, yes, she said, I'd like Tiva. He said, oh, she knows what she's about. Oh. I'll do that. <laughs> That's classic. Um, and 
and how cool is that? And then darling Angela, as um, I ended up being last on the list and got later and later and later. It was possibly going to be even 7 o'clock at night. And luckily then they called me at about 6. And as I'm being taken out of the ward, the gorgeous girl sprays my favourite Chanel number 5 oh on my neck. Oh, God, Jack. And are they're the friends you need. The ones that will oh. distract you to realise that you know you like your Chanel. You know yeah. that, you know, for God's sake, bring in the they right lippy. Well. Yeah. And um, and then my beautiful son's new mother-in-law to be realised that where I was had terrible food, and she bought me in home cooked soup every night, oh and I, I just felt so loved. Yeah, so it's not really about nice. the gushing gratitudes and platitudes and the all. I would suggest if you know anyone that's going through a challenge, this is me, <laughs> flowers dying can get depressing. Mm. Give them a pot plant that they might be able to plant later. But bring a bottle of champagne so you can celebrate. Mm. Um, maybe the massage voucher. I actually was tied up at night last week and I put a call out on Facebook. I was desperate for a massage. I hadn't slept for days. And a woman drove all the way from Tuggeranong and gave me a massage. I paid for it. Wow. But, oh, my God, best treatment I've had in a week. Yeah. Um, so yes. it's the personal things like the massage, having your AirPods so that you can play your music and your meditation, mm. taking your own pillow into hospital. Mm. But it's not about having to travel the 1,000 miles to visit the person. You mm. can FaceTime or talk to someone for 10 or 15 minutes just mm. to let you know that you love them and you're thinking of them because... We haven't quite worked out how to be telepathic yet. Yeah. And I heard someone saying, oh, someone's so worried about you in such and such a state. They didn't even give me their name. And I'm going, and? And it's the point you make, though. It's the point you make again about how, you know, that connection with family and how you think they know what you're doing. You know, it's that connection. No, it's a connection. Yeah. The same as, like, people that want to connect with you, they think, oh, well, you know, we know... Bin's not well or something's there how do we connect with her you know like do you know what I mean like there's that absence of enough on social media but how are they going to really know if they don't make the connection and I'm up 80% of the time but let's say in the last seven weeks since diagnosis Mm. I've had say four really slap in your face days Mm. and all I needed was someone to come and make me a cup of tea take me out for a coffee take me to the gallery Mm. or give me a 15 minute phone call and if it didn't suit me I can always message back and say love you thanks for making the connection can't Mm. talk yeah nice Um, and so you know in this whole trial period and you've been mm. through a bit this last few months who who do you think your best friend was you know in terms of you know the person that was right in front of me that I didn't appreciate (laughs) (laughs) my husband Wal yeah my best buddy um, and often the person you're whinging about you're getting into the trivialities and the non- respect and non-appreciation that man has been amazing yeah um amazing uh, you yeah. know and, and you know he, he's gone through his own journey you know, oh, while yeah. you've been doing this so. oh yeah mm. oh yeah and he's only had one moment and he was very fair about it and um and everyone's allowed to have their moments and I think the thing is, is it's a lot of people are telling me it's a lot about a mental health journey, mm. and I didn't necessarily think that because I'm very practical sort of a person, but um, it, depending on the time of year you're having treatment, services are either on holidays or overtaxed, and I'm not I'm not a happy lady today. I I'm not impressed that I've got a standard 
um, uh, what, what do we call a standard letter um, today from a, a genetic testing group that's saying, sorry, we've got a backlog, we can't see you for 12 months. And I'm going, you know what? That's not good enough. It's mm. a blood test. Mm. You know, <laughs> I can turn up and have chemo on Monday and do anything you want me to do, but you can't do a blood test. Yeah. You, and you're not even giving me an option of going interstate, paying for it or not paying for it. It's just a, it, it, it's just a pro forma letter. And it was so impersonal. Mm. And it even had the wrong phone number on it. So it actually left me frustrated and powerless and with no information. Yeah. So no wonder people go to Dr. Google because I know you shouldn't, but you do. do. Mm. My one word of wording, for God's sake, because I did it. Never do it after 11 o'clock at night. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, you don't <laughs> Please. sleep Please, or do it mm. with someone, but never do it after 11 o'clock at night. But mm. there's a lot of good stuff up there. And so... You know, talking about the self-help stuff mm. and the things that you... Because uh, I know you're, you're such an inspirational person, you know, mm. to me too. And there's been times where I've just written you a text and um, said, look, I've had a real down, you know, this has happened or there's been change in our business. And you've just come right back, like, just punch through those goals, you know. What kind of books, you know, what the self-help stuff... What Darling, I've been doing since this since 96. Mm. When I was really challenged when my husband had a massive stroke when my kids were two, four and eight, my... There was nowhere to go. There was mm. no help. There was no social workers, no follow-up, no nothing. Mm. It was me all. Well, we hit the ground. Mm. Um, and I was very lucky. I happened to stumble across a guy called Paul Blackburn in Canberra at the time. I attended a, actually an event at the Chief Minister's Department. I think it was a small business event. So, again, it's network, 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 network. If that network doesn't suit you, find another one. Mm. Because there are a lot of networking groups that only go, oh, God, that's painful. But you've got to find, you know, just that one person. You don't need a cast of thousands. You might need five people. Mm. So you might need someone professionally. You might need someone from a health background. You might need a next-door neighbour, someone from school, um, someone... And because of my age group, I'm 57, there were no mentors around in my day, I was desperate for mentors for decades. And a lot of my mentors were men. But I'll tell you what, and it's a shout out, the most magnificent woman in this town is Senator Margaret Reig. Oh. When that woman rang me last week and she said, Ben, if you need me to drive you to any appointments, I'm there. I went, holy hell, you're in your mid-80s. Yeah, you're fitter than you've She's ever so been. dynamic. And you're ringing me on a... Fairly regular basis, just literally, hi, Belinda, how are you going? Just checking in. And I go, woman, you're the real deal. Wow. And, you know, that's, again, a testament to all the people you've engaged with in Canberra and and in Sydney and other states. I met her in 2001, literally standing Mm. on street corners asking people what they need during an election period. I never got elected. I didn't earn a dollar for it, but I put myself out there. So put yourself out there because I Mm. promise you it's scarier not to. Yeah. And putting yourself out there obviously was scary for you at first. Yeah. comfort zone. Absolutely. Mm. Standing at, at Campbell shops, I think it was, or Ainsley shops, at seven o'clock in the middle of winter, shaking hands with people outside the IGA ain't a very nice thing to do. It's freezing. 
And what do you, <laughs> and what do you do when, when you do feel like you failed? Or what, what, how do you recoup from that? If there is failure, how do you deal with failure? Go to bed, next day's coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, nice. Uh, and, and I really got no two days are ever the same. And yeah. I had a really rotten night in hospital two Fridays ago. And I was so proud of my 28-year-old son. It was very personal for me. I was a mess and I was in pain and I was terrified and I had an infection. And he sat with me till five in the morning. I went, oh my God, this is the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it interesting how your life can change overnight? It did. I was getting a temperature. I was achy during the day and by six, seven o'clock, I wasn't feeling well. By 11 o'clock, I was very ill. Mm. Um, And... Crazily, they discharged me. They thought I had a virus. That wasn't the case. But hey, we keep learning. Mm. Um, but you have to listen to yourself um, and trust your own instinct. Because I have, I was juggling oncologist appointments and surgery and my GP and pathology and the local hospital going, somehow the dots aren't joining up. I don't feel as if I know A, B, C, D. So there's no certainty. No. <laughs> But you need to keep asking questions. And if ever you have a challenging situation, I've done it for other people because I enjoy it being a nurse, you must have an advocate. I don't care if they know nothing about medicine. Someone must go with you and take notes because there's something that happens when you get a diagnosis like this. 20% of your brain switches off and runs away. And thank God because Mm -hmm. it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. But... um, my dear boys and my beautiful daughter have, um, they've got reminders in my phone and it's it's going really well. Oh, that's so terrific. Mm. Family are everything, aren't they? You know, mm. it's incredible. Um, ben, you know, if there was a, um, a message or, a, a, you know, a note mm. that you would love to... Um, portray as a you know as a a legacy for things that you want to make sure people understand and know what do you think that message or note would say take personal responsibility keep asking questions and take people along with you on the journey I think my whole life experience is so rich because I take people along with me and I love meeting new people and helping them to feel confident in what they're doing. And I do love your saying of... You, you, write, you, you write the... What is it? It's Be you your say, own best friend. No, the pen. The pen. Oh! You, you're, you, you've got the pen. You've got the yeah, eraser. eraser. So if you don't yeah. like it, rub, you know, rub, it, rub out. it out and start again. Yeah, yeah you've yeah. got both the pencil and the eraser to take control of your life. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Ben, thank you so much for tonight's <laughs> podcast. This has just been fabulous. And if anyone has any questions or they'd love to, you know, comment on this podcast, I'll make sure that we get you in touch with Ben. She's a wonderful consultant a mentor she can help you in your life in any which way you're wanting to go she's hugely confident and massively inspirational uh so i hope that you've enjoyed this podcast ben thank you so much for your time tonight. i always love your company it's yeah. lovely to be in your beautiful offices here in forest oh thank you ben thank you all right good night